0: Uh,
1: hey, hey,
0: it's easy pills to swallow. Lexi and Peyton here,
1: as always, we are always here. Uh, pharmacy fun fact, did you know? Did you know? Pharmacy fun fact, this is a classic, this is like a throwback for all those pharmacy students. Uh, Barry J. Marshall, a scientist from Western Australia, is credited with the discovery of the now well known fact that Helicobacter pylori. A bacteria causes peptic ulcers. After being unsuccessful in his venture to create an animal model, of peptic ulcer disease using H. pylori, Marshall chose to instead drink a culture of H. pylori himself. After two weeks of vomiting and gastritis, Marshall successfully treated his ulcers with antibiotics and bismuth, proving that H. pylori causes gastric ulcers. This research would eventually lead him to win the Nobel Prize in Physiology or Medicine in 2005. He's also still alive today. He's 71. When I heard that story, I imagined H. pylori being discovered, like, in the 1800s.
0: Yeah, seriously.
1: But no, he is alive, and he still does research.
0: Peyton, can you tell me, what is quadruple therapy for H. pylori?
1: Lexi, don't embarrass me. Um, <laughs> Bismuth. Yes? <laughs> the portion of it. Is colorethromycin in this one?
0: Technically, no.
1: Is it azithromycin? No. Not Which that options? is
0: that's in the triple therapy. I know,
1: I know the triple therapy, I know the leviquin therapy is another option, but I don't yes. remember my quad.
0: The quad therapy is bismuth, a PPI, metronidazole, and tetracycline.
1: Oh my gosh, who would choose that? Tetracycline? I don't think so. <laughs> I know
0: who even like, why not doxy?
1: I love a good doxy. Um, there's probably but, a reason why, anyway, but you are
0: correct with the triple therapy, so. I know my trip- is in fact in there.
1: Yes, it is. <sighs> so, Lexi, as as Wait our time. as our viewers know, this is well. Hopefully, they should know. This is the end of our our fourth block. This wow. episode. Before we talk about our whole experience, how are you doing? Week five.
0: I'm doing good. It's been kind of a whirlwind of a week because I had Kenzie and Andrea here this past weekend and spent way too much money. But it was like such a fun weekend. I we got tattoos to commemorate. So now I will always remember Arizona because I have a little cactus on my arm forever. But yeah, i so it's just been a whirlwind and like thinking about packing up and planning. Um so Connor's coming to Colorado next week. So I'm trying to plan what we're gonna do. When he's there next week and trying to pack up my life and make sure I get all my thank you notes written and all of those types of things and all of our evals and reflections and activities documentation. And so it's just been a whirlwind, but I'm really excited looking towards the future. And I think this was a really good experience, which we'll talk about in this episode. But yeah, it's just like I'm kind of sad, kind of excited, kind of feeling a lot of things in this moment. But how are you doing?
1: You know, Lexi, I can I can say that I'm feeling very similar things for context for our listeners. It is currently 1130 for me, uh, <laughs> 1130 p.m., which is not that late, except for the fact that I've been getting up at 5, 530 for the past few weeks for my rotation. So it's a little bit later than I normally stay up. Regardless, we're here for this content.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we are here for the listeners. This is for them. It's this is no for longer you. for us.
1: <laughs> um, But yeah, I'm... I, it feels weird that this block is almost over just two days left mm-hmm. which is kind of crazy i've had a chance to work with i think around about 15 pharmacists at this site over my 23 days that i spent uh, at the hospital which is also crazy to think about being that i i never really had one consistent person that i was uh looking towards my last two days are i'm going to spend in the icu with uh one pharmacist for both days so that'll be nice to to get some consistency there in my last couple days but i finished my my case presentation today i think it went well i'm basically done i finished all my reflecting and everything just because i got the long drive to montana ahead of me and i don't want to delay it at all so i can get there on time but that's that's how i'm doing right now um, so for, for our listeners, as always, this episode will serve as one of many to provide us with a platform to reflect upon our rotations. Sometimes it'll just be Lexi and I, while other times we'll feature a guest. I'm starting to think that we will never feature a guest again on one of these episodes, yeah, with, probably the exception, not. with the exception of the very last one, where I right. think Iris will be invited on yeah. for that one, because yeah. it's Iris, the iconic trio right there, the Three Musketeers. Uh, however... Just like C today, which yeah. is always nice, just to get a little bit of a a smaller episode in. Yeah, uh, so it's always. I feel like
0: just... I feel like too. Sorry, we just have so much to talk about with our two experiences that adding a third person just gets to be a lot. Whereas, like, reflect, rotation reflection one, you had an off block, so like there wasn't quite as much on your end, but now we will have rotations every time. So it's
1: yes, absolutely. So with that, with that little disclaimer out of the way. Lexi, first question for you, as always. um, What do you believe is the most important thing you learned while you're at your site in Arizona?
0: That is such a hard question because I learned so many things at my site here. I think... Peyton, why don't you go first? And I will think about what I learned. What was the most important thing that I learned at my site?
1: Yeah. You know, Lexi, when you you learn so much at one site, it's difficult to discern what was the most important. And if I'm being honest, I'm also struggling with this. But I think... I learned maybe not necessarily a clinical skill, but I've learned that I'm a lot more adaptable to change than I expected myself to be. I said before in my kind of my general overview of how I'm doing that I've worked with 15 pharmacists, I believe around that number, uh, each uh, for the course of the 23 days that I've been on my site, and that's a lot of inconsistency. I I will say I've loved my rotation at St. Clair Hospital, honestly, more than I was even expecting to. There's something about going to work in your hometown hospital where you just assume it's unremarkable because it's where you grew up. But I've actually really, really enjoyed my time here, and I've loved the staff. But it's tough. It's tough switching people every day, having to uh, reintroduce yourself, uh, get to know someone new. On top of that, proving to them what you are able to do. Some people are more trusting than others. Some some aren't. And so I've learned that I can quickly adapt to change and and change my style based on who I'm working with. And I have really valued that. Another thing that I've learned that's actually clinical, I I didn't know this, it's that. So we use clindamycin, uh, an antibiotic, often for toxin-producing bacteria. Uh, To suppress toxin production, your your group A streps or some of your staph aureus, you can use uh, clindamycin. What I didn't know is that linezolid also does this. Linezolid also does toxin suppression because it's also a protein synthesis inhibitor. It binds to the ribosomal subunit 50S uh, in bacteria. And so it does the same thing that clindamycin can kind of do. And so that actually gives an advantage if you're treating a toxin-producing MRSA strain over vancomycin, it kind of informs your choice. I learned that today uh, during my case presentation, which was really important for me. So I like that. That's not the most important thing in the world, but it's a fun fact. (laughs) Lexi, have you thought about your most important thing?
0: Yes. So I have a couple things. So I think probably this isn't like a huge thing, but I think the most important thing that I learned at this site was taking the time to make sure that the patient has everything they need right away because on the reservation a lot of people don't live very close like it's not like the pharmacy on the corner of happy and healthy right down the road like people are driving a long ways to come and i had started to with whatever meds that they have, go through everything with them. Like even if there's 15 meds going, this is what I have for this, 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 and then grouping them all together. Because if we were missing one thing, sometimes they'd have to drive two hours to come and get it if we were missing it. And it's not super clinical, but like just taking that extra like 2 minutes to kind of go over it and then if we are missing something they only have to wait another 10 15 minutes rather than realizing they don't have that when they get home and then having to come back and take another half a day to get whatever it is they need. And I think this is also applicable for pharmacies within like a metro that are are closer because you know people's time is valuable and like it does take time and energy to go to the pharmacy to pick something up and I think that that was something really important that I learned and kind of was more emphasized on this because people really did have to drive like a long ways to come get their meds. So that was one thing. I think another thing is just like knowing when to say yes. So I got thrown into a lot of things kind of last minute that I was like, sure, let's do it. But they ended up being really great experiences, which I'll talk about later in some of the other questions that we have. And so just being able to put myself out there, I think, was very beneficial for me. And then maybe a little clinical thing. There's a new drug called Acanth, and it is a topical solution for molluscum contagiosum. I'm doing a presentation on it tomorrow, one of those last-minute things I threw out there. And basically what it does is it causes blistering to help kind of – it's kind of like a wart-type thing on – very common in children. And – Basically, it just causes blistering to, and regenerates the skin so that it gets rid of it sooner. Because some people can have like this condition for like four years. So, was just approved in July. Should be available by the end of this month, which is like in a couple days.
1: Yeah, we're close. We're close to its unveiling date. That's 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 exciting. I like all that stuff, Lexi. I like that, um, clinical and non-clinical. I think sometimes when we're working, especially in I think retail pharmacy we worry about our own time because there's so many people to help out but i think it's true that there's some people who have to go a long distance to get their medications and it's extremely inconvenient if we forget to dispense one of them and they have to come back for it so i like that i like that point that's a good thing to learn um I uh, yeah i love that so i think lex you had a, you had a bit of a unique situation here because you're you're in rural arizona yes a little different than than most people on rotations right now. Um, it's a unique environment. I I would say a pretty challenging environment to work in, especially, I mean, luckily you were in September, which I believe is probably a little cooler than...
0: It, it started to cool off towards the end, yes.
1: Yeah, the peak of summer, but still warm. <laughs> uh, not that that has to be your challenge with this, but was there anything in particular that you'd say challenged you the most while you were down in Arizona?
0: Yeah, I would say... Not so much on the Arizona side of it, but I think being in a community pharmacy, like this is where I thought that things would be really easy for me because I've worked in community pharmacy and it wasn't. Like there were some really hard times. And I think it just kind of challenged me to like remember that like we can never kind of just be the same. Like we kind of always have to be continuing to improve. And not that I wasn't trying to every day, but It's just like when you work in one environment for so long, like you think that you can kind of check out a little bit. And so I think that this rotation pushed me a lot that I like couldn't check out at all. Like, and you just, you have to keep continuing to learn more, be better, do better for the people around you. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's true. Because I
0: struggled. I struggled in this rotation.
1: Yeah, I agree. This is where I've started to feel a lot. The length of these things, constant learning.
0: Yeah.
1: It's just so much. Um, I, I honestly believe that this, well, I said I, I learned that I was adaptable and I couldn't make changes for myself. I won't lie and say that probably the most challenging thing about my site was having to switch people every day yeah and which is which is okay there's benefits to that you see a lot of unique perspective and style and you can take in what you want what you think is best and and implement implement that into your skills and I do feel like I have taken uh bits and pieces of the pharmacists I've worked with and implemented it into how I I I document write notes and communicate with providers and so that's been that's been great but something challenging is that I never really had a consistent person to turn to if I needed anything. I have my preceptor, who I was only scheduled to work with once for one day. Uh, and she's great. I've, I have no complaints about my preceptor. She was amazing. She was super accommodating. She would try best to reach out to me uh, for sure at least weekly, if not multiple times a week, just to check in and see if I'm okay. She reviewed my journal club and my case presentation and gave me feedback on both of those and that was great but it's tough when you don't have one person you can turn to at all times when you're in a, in a new environment and I, I think I function best when I settle just a little bit I, I need to be a little uncomfortable to learn but I also want to be in a similar situation every day where I can slowly gain this confidence to push myself a little more each day and I find it's harder to push myself every day when I have to use all this energy just reintroducing myself and proving that I am capable of certain things and I can be trusted with conducting a med rec or writing a vanco note it's, it's just some people have less trust trust than others and so some days there's less learning than others and and that's okay that's that's life and sometimes it's nice to not learn as much I will also say this rotation, and I think Lexi, you can agree on this too, was one of the first ones where I felt—I don't know—I I felt the fact that I was away from from Des Moines, and for me, it was weird because I'm in—I'm in Minnesota, like I'm in my hometown, I'm in my house, and I've loved living with my parents for the past five weeks. It's been great, but for some reason, on this one, it's like week ten now of not being in Des Moines, and. Just knowing that there are so many people I care about down there right now that I'm I'm missing out on time with uh, has been has been really difficult. And there are days where I'll get back from rotations and just feel this general melancholy. There's there's no particular reason for it. There's just a sense of missing people, and and that's not a great feeling going into my next rotation, which is way farther away than Minnesota uh, is from from Des Moines. We're we're going to go into Montana next, and that's that's going to be difficult, but. Rotations. This 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 block was just a little more difficult in in that regard as well. I don't, Lexi. You, I'm assuming you've also felt that on this.
0: Yes, I think it's partly because everyone's back in school, and so we're seeing all of these. Well, we're getting all the emails for our student orgs, and you know we're seeing people's stories of being back on campus and kind of hearing all of these things. And you know, I've had people reach out saying that they miss me and just like things like that. So I think having Over the summer, it was different because everyone was kind of doing their own thing. But now that everyone's back in one place and we're not there, it's just different and hard.
1: Yeah, actually, you're right. I agree. I think that's the main precipitating cause. Just, you know, you want to be there just because there's a part of me that feels like I'm missing out on something. When in reality, I got my five years on campus and every pharmacy student will go through this at some point it's it's a requirement to graduate (laughs) and so we're not missing out on time that should have been ours or could have been ours this is this moment right here where we are right now is where we are meant to be uh and when we get back on campus we'll be back on campus and we can see everyone that we care about and when we're gone we're gone and we get to push ourselves and hopefully become more qualified practitioners But anyway, that's a lot of the challenge that I've experienced and and Lexi too. With that in mind, through this challenge, I think I personally think I've grown a lot through this rotation. I did not expect to grow as much through this one because I was in a familiar environment at a hospital that I have known for my entire life. But I feel like I've grown quite a bit. And Lexi, you're you're far away, somewhere completely different, which I think pushes you to grow even more.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. So...
1: How, how have you seen growth in yourself this block?
0: I think especially in these last couple of weeks, I have really grown to have, not that I didn't have confidence in myself before, but like, especially these past two weeks, like having confidence in myself to ask for it is what that, that I want and be able to kind of just take the reins on things. And it has helped that I've like you get to know more people and then you get more comfortable with people. But like if the techs ever need anything, like I am the first one there to kind of go help to see what it is to lend a hand or do whatever it is needs to do. And I'm not afraid to go, Hey, I have a question about this. I don't think it's right. Is it, can we talk about it? And then we talk about it and whether or not it's right or wrong, like I've gotten more confidence to be able to question those things. Like I think my growth partly in my knowledge to be able to question those things but then also in my growth to know I deserve to have a voice in whatever this is and even if I'm wrong it's still a learning experience for me so I think especially in these past two weeks it has been that and to ask for what I want in my growth because I have to like I'm out on my own nobody knows who I am I have no connections. Like, it's not like a faculty one where they have known us for the past four years. Like, I have to ask for what I want and I have to make the most out of my experience because, well, one, we're paying for it. And two, like, I want to make sure I'm the best practitioner that I can be once we graduate. And so, practitioner, are we practitioners?
1: We're practitioners. We practice.
0: We practice. Yeah. <laughs> healthcare professional, the best healthcare professional that I can be. And so, I think. That is where I have grown the most, especially in the past two weeks. But then again, that third week was the, the very hardest for me. And so I think that that challenge had pushed me a lot to kind of ask for what I want. So I think that challenging week caused me to grow a lot these past two. Well,
1: that's good. I'm glad that the challenge brought something out of it. And I'll agree. I I still struggle, I will admit, with advocating for my own personal learning and putting myself out there. But there's been a lot of growth this block in doing it because like you said, I've had to, when you're switching people every day, some, some pharmacists love teaching and they'll take every opportunity to show you something cool and and get you involved in stuff. Whereas other uh, pharmacists are not as, as comfortable teaching students and usually just like to teach by example, just, Working and then and then you work alongside them and so, I've had to get better at asking for for stuff to do or for opportunities. I also believe that I've gotten a lot better at asking questions. I feel like in my mind I'm really bad at asking questions before they're immediately like needed. Uh, like in, in the past, I've been like a pharmacist will ask me like. Okay, I want you to do this. You have any questions for me, and I'll say, "Oh no, I'll I'll be fine." And then I'll go to do something like, let's say it's like me dosing vancomycin, and then I'll realize I don't know how to access the calculator, <laughs> and I just didn't ask those questions proactively. But I feel like now at this site, I've just been gotten better at asking pertinent questions or, um, just, just reaching out if I need anything before before it's too late. I also think I've gotten a lot better at I don't, this is a this is a soft skill, but I've gotten a lot better at small talk uh, on this on this rotation, which I've always struggled with talking to people at work because I feel like when I'm at work, I need to be working. And so I often take a while to get to know my coworkers uh, just because I'm so focused on, on the tasks that I have to complete for the day. But at this site to, to survive, I've had to get to know so many people. And so over the course of this, this whole experience, just with each new pharmacist, I've gotten better at asking questions about their journey, how they ended up at, uh, at St. Claude Hospital, if, they, if they've enjoyed working there for the past few years, why they've chosen to stay there, um, where, they, uh, where they did the residency, if they did a residency, and, and if they enjoyed residency. And there's so many questions I, I, that I, I've had for all these people because there's so many unique perspectives. And to think that they all ended up where I grew up is, is, is crazy to me. I also feel good because I, I got the chance to talk with the residents at the hospital to figure out what they did on their residency search and and what I should be considering when I'm looking for a residency program. And I got to sit down with the residency program director and talk with him about their program and what he believes their strengths are in areas for improvement and what they're looking for in a candidate for for the program. And so that was a great perspective to get as well. But yeah, in, in, in general, I'm I'm a lot better at asking questions now, I think. And general confidence. I'm sure you can agree too, Lexi. Yeah. It's just each each rotation, whether I, I know it or not, I'm getting more comfortable with being a pharmacist and being more comfortable with my own knowledge and, and confident in the fact that I, I'm probably right about some things that I'm saying. <laughs> and so that's, that's been nice where I can recommend something without the tone of hesitancy or a, like a questioning tone. I'm like, oh, I'm like 99% sure this is correct, but I'm not going to say it confidently in the very small chance that I'm wrong. And I feel like I've gotten better at that since I've gotten here, which has been a great change. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But... but
0: you've had a lot of different perspectives, which I'm very happy for you in that sense. And do you think you could narrow something down as what is the coolest thing that you have seen?
1: Oh, my gosh. Um,
0: or got to do or since you had so many different ones, like, how do you narrow it down?
1: No, I know this is tough. This is a tough one because there's I mean, there are some days where you get like a normal not much is going on, just kind of your average day. But by unit, I mean, in the ER, I got to respond to multiple uh, code strokes and help grab like the the rapid sequence intubation kits for, for traumas and um I got to watch like CT scans, which is cool. In the pediatric unit, I got to see a variety of different cases. The NICU is the NICU I was born in, <laughs> which is strange. It's new now. Each of the NICU babies gets their own separate room. When I was born, we all had our one little room with our little incubators in it. But I, I digress. They got an upgrade and I'm not jealous at all. And so, I mean, I love the pediatric unit. Because I'm sure unit. you remember that. Oh, I do. It was one of my first memories, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um but anyway like with the with the peds unit so many interesting cases the kids sometimes they would just be like little kids walking around and they were so sick but they would be so polite <laughs> and kind and it was it was interesting to see that I, I really enjoyed that unit and then um uh going to the cardiac intensive care unit getting to go on rounds and really get to know the providers uh a little better because there weren't as many patients in the cardiac intensive care unit And then, oh gosh, there's one that was actually really important that I was forgetting about, which I guess we'll never know. I'll think (laughs) of it later, but there's one more. Oh, I uh, I was in the... Never mind. Oh, yeah. No, that's what it was. I got to go around with the infectious disease doctor for a day. And I got to go into every patient who he was consulting into their rooms to... Get a little uh, a little closer with these patients and determine what was actually going on. And it was so interesting to see how this doctor's mind work uh, worked because I knew he was smart from the notes I was reading, but the way he would talk to patients, it was incredible. He would kind of get out the right information from them to determine if this person had an infection or not. And then it was it was a blast to do that. So those are some of the things that I really enjoyed that I thought were cool. At my site, lots of weird cases of diseases that I don't want to get into because they're so specific. That I feel like if you, if anyone knows anyone in this area who's listening, they might know who I'm talking about. That's what it was. I remembered. I got to go to the cath lab and I got to watch. Oh. I got to watch uh, angiographies, cardiac angi- angiographies, where I got to see a heart actually imaged with dye. Uh, the provider who was doing it that day uh, used X rays to image everything. That's cool. but I got to see like seeing a heart like beating. On a screen is really weird, but it was super interesting to see. I was really glad that I got that opportunity. That was just that was just yesterday. Anyway, Lexi, I, I had a lot of cool things, I will admit. Did, can you top that?
0: <laughs> no, okay. I can't no. Um, because okay. my ER experience was a whole lot of nothing. It was me running around trying to find the iPad so we could dispense a buprenorphine. That's real. <laughs> um, so there was that. Uh, but... I think, well, obviously presenting at the PT committee meeting and getting my recommendation approved was like a huge thing because I was like terrified out of my mind to walk in with all of these big shot doctors at the hospital and they're all looking at me and asking me questions and, but then having them approve my recommendation and then having them ask me to do the in-service, which is tomorrow, by the way. So we'll see how that goes and my co-pharmacist actually sick so I'm gonna be on my own so we'll see how that goes um but you know my presentation's beautiful canva for the win
1: oh absolutely absolutely
0: (laughs) and so that was really cool that I got to be able to experience and honestly I really liked podiatry like seeing like I don't know why I I don't have a foot fetish I swear (laughs) I swear, but like some of those wounds were just so cool, like going all the way down to the bone. I'm like, and you can just see the bone sticking out of this person's foot. I'm like, it was kind of cool.
1: I'm glad there's one of us who enjoys bones.
0: (laughs) It just was something different. I get that though. Yeah.
1: No, it's understandable. And the
0: podiatrist that I was with was so fun and he was just cracking jokes the entire time and... Um, actually a lot of the providers are really funny here like I like walk in and he'd be like oh I, I brought my bodyguard with me because for whatever or oh I brought my lawyer with me or like I was always <laughs> someone new like every time we walked in and so yeah so anyway it was just I really kind of liked podiatry or um, we did cryotherapy one time that was really cool with the liquid nitrogen I don't know if you've ever seen that but I've not it was sweet like, it just gets rid of warts like like nothing. And it's so cold, and it's like, yeah. Can you hear that? You hear the snap? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it just, like, gets rid of warts like nothing, and you can see, like, the smoke coming out of it, and so that was really cool, and yeah. That's that's what I got to see. Yeah.
1: I know. Okay, so you got to do cool stuff. I do. I do have to ask... I mean, you were you were in Arizona. This yeah. is not the Midwest. This is not Iowa. No. There's a lot of cool things to do outside. <laughs> like, what was your favorite thing you did? Like, your favorite hike or, or place you mm. went while you were in Arizona?
0: Yeah. So, so many things. Goat yoga, highly recommend. Highly recommend goat yoga. That was, like, the best $15 I spent this entire rotation. Because it was $15 and you had goats. Like just on top of you while you're doing yoga.
1: Sounds like a blast.
0: You can't tell me that's not amazing.
1: No, it's amazing for fifteen dollars. I thought yeah. goat yoga was like four hundred bucks.
0: <laughs> no, fifteen dollars. Best fifteen dollars I've ever spent. Otherwise, I did. We did a hike in Sedona that was just gorgeous, and it went to. Well, we didn't make it all the way because we didn't plan to go to do a five mile hike. Uh, or it was five point. It was five point eight or something like that we weren't we weren't planning on doing super long hike we ended up doing four miles but it it went to like this like bridge that has it's just like just a rock a rock bridge and it like gets really skinny and people walk across it and so like that would have been really beautiful but just like the whole hike itself before that was just absolutely gorgeous and yeah Sedona is just really beautiful I highly recommend Sedona for anyone wanting to go to Sedona and yeah I've learned that there's Actually, I just learned this tonight at dinner was that there's a lot of mines around the area that have like a very specific like type of copper that and then there's one family in Globe that makes these like copper pieces and like they're the only people who do it in the country. And so that's really cool. And they have like these like turquoise like gems that's only mined in three places in the world. And it's here, Japan, and then somewhere in Europe. Or it's some sort of gem. And so it's the Peridot. I'm going to look it up while you talk. But yeah, so (laughs) that's kind of cool.
1: Hey, you know what? I love that. That's, hey, I'm a huge proponent of getting outside in these scenic new areas. And I'm glad, Lexi, that you got the chance to do some hiking and some exploring and goat yoga which I've never done. I imagine it would be so much more expensive. It seems like one of those activities that would be overpriced, but that is underpriced in my opinion. Don't tell the goat Seriously. yoga people that. Otherwise I will. Seriously. Anyway, I also got a chance to travel a little bit when I was in Minnesota, other than going down to Des Moines to see Iris and a couple of other friends um, from pharmacy school and music school. But I did get a chance to do my annual trip up to Gooseberry Falls and in Duluth with my brother and his wife and uh, they had all been in town, and so I went up to Duluth just to hike around a little bit, catch up with Alex, because it's been a while since I've seen him in person. That was great. If you haven't been up to Gooseberry Falls or the North Shore uh, and near Lake Superior, you have to go up. It's so worth it. Even if you have to drive three hours like I did, it's 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 totally worth it to get up there, even for just a day. But yeah, great to get outside, Lexi. Have you found the turquoise information yet?
0: No, it's not loading.
1: That's okay. Well, I'll just keep going, uh, because... We love where we are right now, but we're not going to be here for too much longer. We're moving on. And where we're moving on is, for me, Montana. I am heading to Browning, Montana on the Blackfeet Reservation, which is in, I would say, the northwest corner of the state. I am personally looking forward to a couple of things at this site. This is my first outpatient rotation that I I will be completing since starting rotations, and I'm really looking for a change in scenery. I love inpatient care. I think that's where I belong. But three months, 15 weeks of constant learning in the outpatient, in the inpatient setting is a lot to take in. So I'm excited to, to get a change of scenery, and I think this will be a really unique uh, opportunity to change it up. This is also uh, an incredibly unique patient population working on a reservation. Uh, I get to work with some pretty Interesting people who I, I have not had the chance to work with yet. Uh, working just in Iowa and Central Minnesota, so that'll be that'll be really great too. And obviously, it's Montana and it's Western Montana. It's going to be mountainous. Glacier National Park is just thirty minutes away from where I'm staying in a trailer, and I can't wait to go hiking on my first two weekends when all the main trails are still open. So that's where I'm heading. That's what Amazing. I'm looking forward to, I, Lexi. What about you? Oh, I officially before, found it. Yeah. Okay.
0: It's okay. It's actually called a peridot gemstone. And that's the town that I'm in, Peridot. Oh, And it's estimated that 80% to 95% of the world's production of paridot comes from the San Carlos Reservation, which is where I'm at, here in Arizona. Paridot is the best-known gem variety of the stone olivine, which is a magnesium, iron-rich silicate mineral. And it's one of the only gemstones that only occurs in one color, green. Here's could what it looks use, like.
1: Could we use Peridot for torsades? It does have magnesium in it.
0: Two grams.
1: Two grams. That's probably expensive.
0: Yeah. No, these are so expensive. But yeah, a remarkable gem forms from the orthorhombic crystal system. I don't know what that means, but. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, gems. Anyway, so. That's really cool. And, but I'm kind of upset that I only learned about it tonight because I would love to go to that copper place in Globe and check it out. And, but I'm leaving. So, anyway, my next rotation, I'm very excited for. I will be in Lafayette, Colorado, which is a northern suburb of Denver. I am in an AM care setting. And I'm very excited because my my preceptor let me know that she focuses mainly in the clinic, so works with primary care, which diabetes, hypertension, and she also works with the women's clinic. So I'm very excited about the women's clinic because I think that that's actually one of the first questions I got asked here on this rotation was, would you be comfortable with like dosing someone's birth control? And I was like, No. And so, and then we started talking about like, when do you decrease the estrogen? When do you increase the progestin? When do you, all all of these things. And it was a good refresher for me, but hormones are so, so complex. Hormones are so complex. And so I think it's going to be a really good experience for me. And yeah, my preceptor seems great. Uh, Connor's coming the first week, so I will get to see him i haven't seen him in five weeks since i'm really really excited and i'm living with my aunt out on a farm where she has goats and it's just gonna be absolutely gorgeous we're like 45 minutes from estes park one of the most beautiful places Mm. in the world Mm -hmm. and yeah i'm just really excited for colorado and in october hello the leaves changing colors
1: that's gonna be perfect that's gonna be
0: great pumped we're going to um connor and i are going to a red rocks amphitheater show.
1: Wait, which one? Is it a concert or is it?
0: It's a comedian. Oh. Yes. Burt Kreischer on October 4th and Connor loves him. I know of him only from Connor. So, but I'm really excited because I think it's just going to be an I've just heard it's magic. out Oh, Red Rocks is so fun. Yeah.
1: I love that. That's so cool. I'm glad you get to do that. That's going to be a fun one. It's yeah. also gonna be nice that yeah you get Connor there for a little bit. You're gonna be closer to Des Moines. you're coming you're kind of going halfway back, yes, which is also really nice. It's
0: only twelve <laughs> and a half, half hours, okay,
1: <laughs> actually, it's closer than me. I'm twenty hours from Des Moines where I am, so that's a different problem for me though
0: well, I'm twelve and a half hours from here. I'm like nine from Des Moines.
1: oh, no, yeah, I my Montana site will be twenty, yeah <laughs> hours. But I'll, I'll cross that bridge when I get there. This weekend. Anyway, so with the, the, the obvious question here at the end of all this discussion is, Lexi, do you feel better prepared now to be a pharmacist?
0: A little bit more.
1: A little bit more. Just a little bit. And that's what we need.
0: And I think, you know, that's all you can ask for at this point is just a little bit. Like, this is a marathon, not a sprint. So I think... I'm feeling better. I'm feeling better about knowing what I'm good at and what I'm bad at, which I think Mm -hmm. is half the battle with being a pharmacist and Mm -hmm. looking things up. I've gotten better at looking things up. (laughs) And so, which also I think is half the battle of being a pharmacist sometimes. So yeah, a little bit is my answer. Do you feel more prepared to be a pharmacist?
1: I agree. I feel a little bit. I think I'm better at recognizing my own weaknesses. And now I know where I need to grow a little more, especially on in the impatient side, and it, it's it's so interesting because every day when I feel like I'm getting it, like I'll be really confident in what I'm doing. I'm like, wow, I could do this job, and then I'll get hit with something new, and I'll remember that I am not ready yet. Yeah, there's there's so much more growth that needs to happen, uh, both academically and and practically. <laughs> yes uh that i that i need to go through before i'm I'm ready to actually take on this job and so i still have five rotations left which is really weird to think about that we've gone through four blocks each of us three rotations yeah but i i feel i feel better i feel a little more prepared and i'm sure once i start getting some outpatient experience i'll feel a little more well-rounded than i do right now and that's that's what i can that's what i need to ask for right now at least what i need to work towards
0: yeah i agree
1: so lexi this has been a wild ride wait the the weird thing for me is that in two and a half weeks we reach the halfway point Stop. in all of rotations and i had Stop. to say that i had to say that because it's true and it doesn't feel like that's even possible no because <laughs> we're still early in the academic year My brain has functioned in academic years for the past 23 years. That's so crazy. Now we're reaching the midpoint in our practical year. And it doesn't feel like I've done anything. And yet it feels like I've sprinted a marathon. Seriously. (laughs) At the same time.
0: Time is like the craziest concept ever.
1: I know. Who invented that? (laughs) Seriously. They need to calm down.
0: (laughs) I need a word with them.
1: Yeah. But regardless, we're making it. Each day goes by, I learn something new. Yes. Whether I like to admit it or not, I'm constantly learning. You are constantly learning and that's yep. that's what we need to be doing right now. So is there anything else that you want to talk about or mention before we sign this one off?
0: I don't think so. I think for both of us this was a a hard and challenging experience, but I think we've both grown a lot, I think with this rotation and I'm thankful for it.
1: Yes, I am too and I'm worried about the next one because I was at home for this one and I struggled and now I'm going to be so far away with in an isolated community and that's going to be challenging but I'm not dreading it I am looking forward to it with the knowledge that this might be a difficult one too for 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 completely different reasons yeah but that's why we did this that's why we chose to travel for our rotations it would have been a different type of challenge to be in Des Moines for the entire time but there's a reason we're choosing to travel and go everywhere and that's because if we don't leave I feel like I won't push myself as much yep. to learn if I am not in an uncomfortable environment or a different environment that I have not known so with that being said we're looking forward to it yes Do you want to sign us off Lexi
0: I would love to thank you so much everyone that's all we have for you and we'll pharma see you later
1: I'm doing the wordle now everyone um it's technically tomorrow which is today for me tomorrow for lexi uh, which means i've unlocked the wordle but she but i have not not
0: so we're doing yes. a live wordle
1: which is terrible i always start with my same starting word i never change it up
0: what is your starting word? my
1: my starting word yeah it's irate I rate. um okay. which i i think is a great word get some of those vowels out of the way and then usually if I don't get a lot of context out of the way for that one, I'll, I'll use my second word, which kind of feels like cheating, but it's the word sound. So I get all five of the vowels out of the way. It's so then cheating. I at least know. I know, but like when you when you don't include like the letter that's green in your word that was above it, you're like, oh, but I do it sometimes just to, okay. Okay. So this is looking great so far. I have two of the five letters figured out. Okay. Now for our audience who hasn't played Wordle before. <laughs> I have six guesses I have four guesses left to guess this word. <laughs> this is stupid.
0: <laughs> so I feel like I've always been sending you the wordle super early. Like I'll do it at midnight because I'm up till midnight, and then I'll send it to you.
1: No, you see, that's what I love. I, like I, I wake up to a text from Lexi, which is the wordle, <laughs> and I'm like, "How did this happen? How did she complete this before me?" <laughs> which is, which is so much fun. Um, oh I bet it's this word I bet it's this word oh I was right got it in three
0: in three? yeah oh man I know
1: I know and I was with my, my little second word that never gets the right answer so I'm you, you know what I you could three. say I'm pretty cool you could say I'm pretty cool I love a good wordle You see what I did there, though? I know what your
0: starting word was, so now I know one of the letters.
1: And you know my second word. Facts. (laughs) Anyway. Recording stopped. Oh, wait. Not yet.